The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 14 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 344 on this 30th day of October, Halloween Eve here at the 1420 World Headquarters. Uh, remember, we are sponsored by SeatGeek.com and SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. And uh, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com for all the great articles and other great podcasts, such as the uh, Corner Booth Podcast, the uh, Crap Brew Sports Bar Podcast, or Crap Brew Sports Podcast, one of my favorites on Tuesday nights, and uh, the Captain Lou Extravaganza are all there. Thank you uh, from all of us here at World Headquarters for all your support over the three plus years we've been doing this and for listening to our, our drivel on a on a weekly basis. We appreciate it very much. Dave, uh, had the uh, we had our Southern Alberta Empire Association social yesterday annual general general meeting made a bunch of food cooked uh, there was sausage and chicken and ribs and things and stuff and salads and the whole bit there was a lot of food here uh when we left uh, to go there on uh, sunday morning to go to lloyd lloyd nolan yard and uh i didn't want to eat a single fucking thing of it there was like you get so because we started preparing it on on uh, saturday and so like, you look at this food and you're cooking it for so long. I was like, I'm over it. I, I, I was, I was good. You ever do that? Oh, I hear you, man. I've, I've made for a lot of people before. Like, uh, um, and then when you're, when you're preparing the food, which is a labor of love, but it's a lot of work. And then it's the packing and making and transporting in there. And you're making sure it's set out right. And you're making sure that anyone need anything, anyone need anything, anyone need anything. And then by that point, it's just like, oh, fuck. Like now it's just, why is it no one eating? Like it, 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 you, you feel like, I know at that point what an Italian grandmother must feel like. Yeah, no, like well, everybody, everybody was eating. Everybody, eat? everybody, everybody was eating. Everybody appreciated it. it was good. And like a bunch of the PBA ball players were there, and they were eating and stuff. It was great. But I, I was like, I'm gonna put a beer in my hand, and I'm just gonna sit here. I didn't want. I had. And then the funny thing is, last night when it was all said and done, we went for a drink afterwards, and then we got home because there were some leftovers that we left for for the players uh, to take home with them. And we got home last night. We went. Well, we got nothing to eat, so you know what we, we had to do. We ordered a fucking pizza. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, we had we had three hundred fifty dollars worth of food here this morning, and now we got nothing to eat for ourselves. You know, it's one of, it's well, you just explained. Like I've never actually thought about that before, but like I've had the exact same thing, and it's just like oh, I'm I'm glad everybody else ate, but like you know, you know, I I I cooked uh, my brother's uh, celebration of life. I cooked yeah. ham for a hundred people, and 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 set that shit up and and cut it and did everything, yeah. and then like you're just running around making sure everybody's okay and just get enough and that kind yeah. of stuff. You, like, and then I had a ham bun, but like, that was just to keep me going. You don't. I was the same way. I had a half a plate and everything else. And yeah. it was good. Like it was, everything was basically great. Everybody was very happy with what we cooked. A couple of people thought that we but you enjoy, you, catered, you don't enjoy was, the fruits, but I didn't enjoy labor. the fruit of my labor at, at all. Right. Like I was like, not as if it was just for me and Deanne, we were like, hey, this is great. This is good. But I was like, Oh geez, I don't even want to touch this stuff. 
You know, so right. How was uh, how was things down in the great state of Montana? I don't know if it's a great state. It's an okay state of Montana. How was things down no, in the state it's always the great state of Montana. That's the state. Why is like every it, state great? There's got to well, be some that aren't. Because it rhymes, man. You know? The, the, the there's shit. some that aren't. You and I know that. Well, like you're right, and we won't go there. We're not going um, there. For different reasons, we, they're not great. Some are boring. Not We're not getting good. political, but there's some things that are... We had a delicious time down there. It was uh, the roads were a little uh, hairy on the way down in, in certain places before the mountains. On the way back, they were good, and uh, but we uh, had some time. I got to sit on my ass for a huge portion of Saturday, which was a good nice. thing. Um, I got to watch uh, Aaron. Penn State Nittany Lions are a B team and just get over it. I watched them play Indiana. I watched them struggle against Indiana. We're not going to go into that, but Penn state university, it has no business considering themselves an elite. They're, they're, they're adequate at best. Adequate they're adequate at best. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like USC. USC, adequate at best. Yeah, that's yeah, USC gets yeah. a lot more ink, but Penn state's better than USC. I'll say that much. Um, and then we, we, we did our thing down in, in this in Kalispell, which is the bigger town down there. Went out for some <laughs> uh, Mexican food. Had a just chores. Just it was it was chores. It was nice having house chores to do and things to do, but also having a shit ton of ass time. And so that in in, in the shoulder season, so I don't I like skiing. And if it would have been in the in middle of January, I would have skied all day. But instead, I got a ton of ass time and took care of some chores and, and did it that way. And it was a great trip in that regard. No, there's uh, nothing wrong with some ass time and just uh, turn the brain off for a little bit and just relax a little. And like, you, you, don't, uh, you, you don't realize, especially getting get a little bit older, you don't realize how much you're pretending to do, to do stuff. You're just busy doing, you're busy being busy. And when you actually have time to actually just sit and do nothing, it's actually quite uh, quite refreshing. We like uh, I, I'm I'm guilty, but I, I'm busy being busy. I, I don't need to be all the time, but that's just kind of one of those things. You're probably the exact same way where you can just you know I can just sit here and do nothing. You know, it's one of, like one of those things. It's just weird. They get that way. That's what that's what that's what we did. It was it was the home away from home, and once the chores were done, I parked the fucking carcass and. Uh, then park the fucking carcass. That's all there you, you go. That. So the uh, NFL Week Eight, fourteen twenty style, the Week uh, Eight NFL Week in Review. We do it our own, our own special away frauds. F that team. Haven't started saying that whole thing, but how we, uh, how we go about reviewing the uh, the great game of football of the National, National Football League. We have a, a lot of fun doing this, Dave. Uh, yesterday, I, I, uh, I am going to put money on it that ninety eight percent of the people who had. Uh, that were still alive in week eight of their fantasy of their uh, survivor pools are now out of that survivor pool that they were the respective survivor pools because of your Denver Broncos with the upset of the year <laughs> beating the Canyon City Chiefs. They knocked a lot of people out of that survivor pool yesterday. Uh, you you didn't have much hope. I had zero hope. People had no hope. What are your thoughts on what happened yesterday in that football game? 16, well, 16 straight games they haven't won there. 
Oh, it's been it, like it's been seven years straight. Yeah, you bet. Like you know, and not just in yeah. Like since Kansas City has yeah. lost to Denver, um, blind scroll finds the nuts five to five. Oh yeah, like uh, uh, we didn't expect it. Um, like I said last week on Thursday, we talked about it, and I said I think Denver has a good chance of covering the spread. Is how much, and I think the spread was eight. Nonetheless, um, it, it was uh, we were driving home and I couldn't find the game and I can't get my data down and like uh, sorry my uh, streaming service isn't allowed to give me the game in the U.S. So I wasn't allowed to watch. Um, I had no idea what it was until we were an hour away from home and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, what's going on here? And it was just at halftime, so I was able to watch the entire second half. Believe it or not, I am not going to give Russell Wilson a lot of credit here. That was just the gods smiling on Denver. Five turnovers. Um, couple, two, couple of them were very lucky and just fortuitous. Um, Russell Wilson still doesn't impress me. But what does impress me, impress, for lack of a better word, is that the team is actually playing like a team and they capitalized when they had the chances. And, and I was happy to see that. And, and, and Patrick Mahomes had the flu and, you know, it was just a perfect little Swift. He wasn't at the game to get the Kelsey bump the whole bit. Yeah. The planets aligned and and it was Denver's day. So I'll, I'll take it. I'm not going to bitch. I'll take it. No, I a hundred percent. You take those wins because I, I still don't think that the Broncos are like. And you said last week they're the season's uh, over. They're not going to make the playoffs. But yeah, uh, if this if they were say three and thirteen, let's say, and uh, this it was game week seventeen that 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 game happened, uh, you're kind of rooting against your team to win those football games because all of a sudden your draft position goes up or down or whatever it might be, and you're like, oh fuck, you don't want some of those wins sometimes. It's and it's one of those wins like yeah, they can still have a not a they got an outside chance to to make the playoffs, I guess a wild like a wild card spot or whatever else. But yeah, it's, it, sometimes those wins you'll take them obviously, but sometimes you don't want them. There's a three-win team in the AFC that's going to win the play. Uh, that's going to make the playoffs. I don't think it's the Broncos, but they, you know, chip in a chair. They'll fit, like they're not going to do it. And who the fuck cares? Like let some let Arizona take Caleb Williams or whatever the fuck that ass hat is. Like, yeah. I I can't I can't stand that guy and and we we're we're not going to go into that but like the first round draft pick who cares you're tanking for who for what prospects is prospects that's all they are that's I, it. I, I, thought, I thought that for years and we we laughed about it about a month or a month and a half ago two months ago I can't remember what it was we were laughing about uh, uh, <laughs> drafting a Heisman Trophy winner it doesn't usually turn out very well not very well at all usually the way it, it kind of goes and it's one of those things you just wonder why that, that that's uh, become a thing uh, there was a lot of great football games a lot of iffy football games there are some teams right now that are uh, that you wouldn't think would be doing some damage and wouldn't be doing anything one team that I didn't give a whole bunch of hope to but they don't play in a great division and a friend of the show Jared uh, he, he's a big um, he's a big uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but that uh, game that the, the the boys had, the Steel and Teal guys, uh, Jarrett and, and Jim, uh, 
Jacksonville, because they, they play in a kind of a weak division, they, they're probably going to win the division, and they, they have a good quarterback. They could do a little bit of damage in the AFC. Well, you bet. I think they uh, probably have a, a line into the to the first seed. I don't I don't know exactly what the schedule is. Sorry, I got to deal with my dog here. Um, I don't know what their schedule likes going home, but they are in a weak division. And then looking at uh, the, the record in the AFC right now, and with Kansas City having those losses, especially uh, yesterday to Denver, that might cost them the number one, and that's the only one that gets you a buy anymore. And Jacksonville, I do believe, has the inside track to that. Well, it's, I think it's them or the uh, Miami Dolphins, and I think the Miami Dolphins might be might be the team right now to beat the, 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 the they're they're really really good, and they they you look at what they did to your Denver Broncos, beating them seventy to nothing or whatever it was uh, back in week two or week three. Who cares what week it was? It's one of those ones you try to forget. But you look at what that team's doing. I think they're six and two right now. And because they they handled the the the, the Broncos the way they did, and because the way the Broncos uh, kind of showed that the Kansas City might be a little fraudulent, um, the the Finns might be the the uh, the team to beat right now if if Tua can stay healthy and and every that, that that's every team. I don't know why that, that that's even a up for debate. Where if, if a guy can stay healthy, if this guy can stay healthy, well, if every team stays healthy, then who the fuck cares, right? It's one of those things. Yeah, and. Um... Miami, I do agree with you. They are a threat, and it's early, right? It's so, like, we're almost halfway done. I can't believe it's almost halfway through the season. Halfway there, a little bit of prayer. Bon Jovi, yeah. Yeah, you bet. And um, there's a lot difference uh, between the first half of the season and the second half of the season, and that's something the Cincinnati Bengals have shown us year after year, like since Joe Burrow got there. Slow starters, but the way they – they butt fucked uh, San Fran yesterday. That blew me away. Not that since he won, but like just since he handled them. Well, that's them. the one thing I kind of we, we like three weeks ago. We were singing the praises of uh, we were singing the San praises Fran. of San Francisco. We were talking about McCaffrey and how great they were. And ever since they they pretty much got the the fourteen twenty kiss of death. As soon as we give someone the Sprinkled the 1420 holy water on they kind of go for shit no matter what kind of the way it turns out. They've lost three in a row. Big cock Brock, uh, he's been hurt, concussed. I think it's, I probably think he should, should not have been playing for a little bit because uh, you know, the concussion he suffered, they, they, they got him in out of protocol, but he hasn't been the same since those big hits he got a couple, couple weeks back. Um, they haven't been the same, they haven't been good. Um, and you, we both said that no, who, no matter who the quarterback is for that team, they're going to win because they have such a great defense. I think that they're, they're, they almost are becoming, because they, they were my fuck that team two weeks ago. They're almost at a point there where they're the most fraudulent team in football because they really haven't done anything with with, with Shanahan at, at the helm. Yeah, they're they're there. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they make it to Super Bowls. Yeah, they, they give themselves a chance to win. But in general... They haven't done anything, and this proves that what like that, that what you were saying about doesn't matter who, who plays plays there. And I said it too, so I'm not just pushing pushing it on you. But they, you still need to have a quality guy at quarterback. And if Purdy isn't in, they they have to put another guy in, and then what? And they and they 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 might be a little fraudulent in in, in my eyes. I'm 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 gonna give San Fran a total 
pass on this one because of the like Brock not being able to practice and prep. And I say in that article today too, how San Fran's kind of getting fucked a little bit on the schedule makers. So San Fran played on Monday. So they have a short week and they now have to play the Bengals who just came off a bye. That's, that's really unfair. You know, if you, if you're coming off, if you're, if you're coming off a short week, I would prefer to see like Arizona or 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 Denver. Why or not get a Chargers. buy off the, off the short week? Well, like, how, how hard? Yeah, could that I, be? Like, well, I, I, I'll never understand how these schedule makers work. I don't know if you had a chance to read that article. I'll repost it on my fourteen twenty Dave uh, Twitter account. Um, this article was written in August about teams that are getting fucked over on. Uh, on short weeks where they get less, they get less rest. You know, how is that, how is that fair to, to play a Monday nighter? Uh, so you get one last day of preparation and recovery time to play a team that just came a, a good team that just came off a of bye week. So they've had 14 days to prepare and you have four, which it, it doesn't seem fair to me, but whatever. Like, it, it'll all sort it out. And I think San Fran, this is going to cost him the one seed to uh, to Philly or or Detroit, maybe, which is big. But it, it, it seems unfair how the schedule makers in the NFL are all about, like, just... Well, <laughs> actually is, well yeah. you, know, and, you know, and that's the other thing, too. Like, I, I was just going to say, to get eyeballs on the screen... But last night we had to watch. Who the fuck do we have to have to watch? It was uh, the Chargers and the Bears. I turned it on for ten seconds and turned it off. That got like, zero seconds of my time last night. Oh fuck! And now tonight I, we got we got the 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 Lions and the Raiders. Who gives a fuck? I'm on the World uh, Series tonight. When I was uh, doing fourteen twenty in the morning, I said, "People don't turn on the fucking football game tonight because who cares?" I, I said, "I don't know who's playing because the World Series has been really good. We'll get to that in, in next segment." The, the two games of World Series, yeah, the one was a blowout, and the, the other one was a great game on, on Friday night. But um, yeah, t- t- there's some of these games you like. I, I, I get that Chicago is the biggest, one of the biggest TV markets in in, uh, in North America, so that they get they get eye, uh, eyeballs. And you want to put them on there. They're they're a huge team. But why that game is a prime timer, especially because you know, and the NFL is so big. Why do they put those kind of, like every after a week, like three or four, they should be able to. Um, What's that word they use to uh, flex? To flex after week three or four, they should have flex games throughout. Like those two teams that played last night should not be on on a, on a Sunday night primetime game. They shouldn't be. Yeah, and and here's something I don't know if you do know or not. Next week, it's a huge game for for playoff implications for national audience. It's Kansas City and the Dolphins. Do you know what time that game starts? Eleven a.m. 9 a.m. because they're playing in fucking Germany. Uh, we, I, th- I think we talked about this, or else we talked about the voices in my head. We're talking about put those, it. I don't, put no shit. Put the, put Detroit and the Jags there, right? Like, don't like, put anybody this, there. No, this is. I, I, I don't care. Like, put shit. I do. There. No, I actually do because 
we're the ones who not not me me specifically, but we're the ones who go the ins and outs and this and that. And the NFL, you're big enough. If people over in Germany or people over wherever the fuck want to watch the games, they'll figure it out. Don't don't alienate the fans you already have. Like that, and that that's what pisses me off about a lot of these a, a lot of these sports leagues. Because everybody, they, not Kansas City, they alienate the fans. fucking fans that they already have by trying to grow it bigger than 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 it uh, than it needs to. Like, there's no right. reason why those two teams should not be playing on a Sunday night or or a Monday night or at four o'clock or whatever time on, on a Sunday because that's when football is being watched by the fans that you already have. Don't you alienate it. your fans. Don't piss off the fans you have because you know what? It does happen where people go, you know what? Fuck them. You know, like football's different. Like it's one of those things. But eventually, like the, the NHL found, uh, they fucked around and found out. Baseball fucked around and found out. And I really believe that one one day the NFL is going to fuck around and find out because don't alienate the fucking what got you there. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if people over in Germany want to watch the game, they'll figure it out. They'll figure you it bet, out. you bet. Because you know, KC Miami this season is a big game. Is it, that's as marquee as you get. It has playoff implications. It has two really good teams playing, and that game starts at it starts at nine in the morning our time, so eleven o'clock uh, on the East Coast. And that's and not like, horrible. Like, well, it's not horrible, but but, but it's just, still, it just, like that that it screws game up the rotation. Be, it's and that game should be prime time. That should be Sunday night, or at, at, at absolute minimum, it should be a two thirty game. Yeah, when they, it's, they, it's, it screws up people's rotation. It's 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 not fair to the the fans who follow it year in year out. It's ridiculous that the NFL it's does absolutely that. bullshit. Figure like that how, out. Like how big? And it's it's got to be just corporate greed. And uh, look look at me, look at me. It has to be because it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense. As a total aside, that what's that coach's name? McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins. Yeah, it's I a dig that. Lahore, yeah. I dug dig that scrawny fucker. Uh, his post game. Did you see what he had to say about Jalen uh, Jalen Ramsey on his return to the lineup? He was at a yeah. press conference, and then uh, uh, yeah, Ramsey. He promised me a pick six, and he got a he got a he, uh, and Ramsey did get a. An interception. He was running it back. He ran it back for like 30, 40 yards, and he got pushed out of bounds. And then Miami ended up scoring a field goal. And so McDaniel was, he promised me a pick six. All like, all he gave me was a pick field goal. Like, so I am a little disappointed in him in his return. Yeah. It's, and I dig that shit. That's a coach having fun with his players. And, and you know, and that's one thing that to be these guys like the Belichicks of the of the uh, the old school guys, they weren't very personable, and they were like, "Fuck you, I'm bigger than the game." Or anything else, and you get these younger guys involved, and they they understand clickbait, and they they understand it. It makes it a lot more fun for everybody involved, and it makes you to, to it makes you want to watch because there's personalities involved in it. Like, and that's how I, that's what I quite like about a lot of these guys that uh, that, that get it. That the, the fans are the reason why you have a job. Right, these right. other guys are like, you, you, I, I have a job because you want to watch it. No, fuck off, Belichick. We, we like we want to watch because not because of you. Like you're not the you're, you're not the, the the show. You're not. And, and every time you're out here now, like you're like every year again now, you're like you're proving that maybe it was Brady. Like no one's no one's calling you dumb, but can you do it without one of the greatest closes of all time? Right, like 
it's there's it's, uh, you know, there's some teams that are that are kind of whittling their way out. It's separation time right now, Dave. Like it's, let's not sugarcoat it. There's some teams that aren't very good. There's some teams that are really good, but nobody like nobody right now, especially with the the, the Chiefs losing to your Denver Broncos. Uh, there's nobody right now, in my opinion, after Week Eight. That's a that you know what. That's a Super Bowl contender. That the yeah, you could say Mahomes was sick, but you know what? That happens no matter what. Like so, fuck. He's got to. Like it. There's nobody right now that's. And we talked about it. One of the very first podcasts we did three and a half, three and three months, three years, three months ago. That the NFL is a because it was a sixteen team league back then or sixteen game league. Every team's eight and eight, and then they separate. And we, I think, you have that a lot again this year, where there's nobody really jumping ahead or jumping or doing anything to say that's a team I, I'm, I'm afraid of. Um, and the AFC, wrong, the, well, I, I, well, like, well, I'll just respond to that by saying um, in the NFC, I still think it's San Fran and Philly and everybody else. Everybody else is just a pretender. I get it. San Fran has lost those games. The schedule fucked them over. Brock, Brock Purdy being a little bit dinged up. They have injuries all over the place. I'm going to give San Fran a pass. Um, it sucks for Minnesota because uh, Kirk just Fucking blew his. Prime time cousins, eh? Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, they're, the, they're, they're four and four right now. and uh, Or a game four, under four, five. Three, five. But they were turning that? it around, right? Yeah. And and, and without Jefferson and, and cousins, like, I don't know who their backup is. Like I said, I think. Well, exactly. They're handing that, that division over to D- Detroit. But I don't think Detroit's a team, but they're not a contender. And then that's it. Like, who else do you have? The one stars? Fuck. Well, they had a big win against the Rams, right? So hooray! Hooray! Who aren't who aren't a thing, right? Like, because they're like like the like so it's San Fran and Philly, and then the Ulster Rams are the shithawks. Detroit. Well, and that's kind of what, like, I was I was trying to lead you into, and you you, you kind of you bit the hook a little bit. There's not that many good teams in the National Football League. Well, but in the AFC, there's good teams. There's good teams, oh. but there is that many great teams. There's nothing. There is there is nobody right now in the National Football League that is head and shoulders above the rest. Like not, not like it was 30 years ago when the Cowboys were doing it, the Niners were doing it, or your Broncos were doing it. There's nobody, there's nobody doing it right now. There's nobody which that's I, head which, and shoulders. Which and I so, totally agree with, but in the so, AFC, so like, it's, it's, like, it's like having like having the uh having a bit of um parody is good, right? But there ain't no one that fucking good. Not, but I, I disagree. Like that was the NFC. Now, if we go to the AFC, we got all sorts of shit going on. We got the Ravens, we got the Bengals, we got the Chiefs, um, and the Dolphins. So those, I think, those are the four elites right now. Those four. But then we got uh, teams like uh, Pittsburgh who are going to be licking the jar. We got teams like the Jags. Oh, sorry. Like now, sorry, Jared. The the the. the the Jags aren't elite yet, even though they might get the number one seed. There's like six, seven teams that are that might win the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think there's only two in the NFC. 
No, but what I'm saying, Dave, when we were when we were younger, like you, you you had teams that everybody was trying to beat. Now you have teams oh, that everybody, you want, everybody can beat. You want you, the you monsters? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's I, no, I there's you know. no, there's no dominant team. Like everybody can beat everybody now. Everybody. But it was just proven on the weekend that with a, with a, uh, with uh, with your Denver Broncos beating the Chiefs. Like we don't have. There's not a dominant team in football. There's not. I no one's scared that- of anybody. I wonder if that's a coaching thing now, because back in the day, too, um, all three division winners got a um, got a buy, like uh, didn't have to play the first weekend, and then there was only two wildcard positions. I think there's four wildcard. Yeah, they brought up to change things and everything else. Right. Yeah. So like now, now like well, if we can't get the number one seed, what's the point? And like, do we play our balls off? For that number one seed, would we know we can beat any fucking chump that comes through here in, in week one? Is is it worth the week off? Like, what are we actually playing for? And so maybe the game management is a little bit different because also, too, in in uh, like 10 years, even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the game was as entertaining, but these athletes weren't flying around like they are right now. And and the quality, the, it's, it's it's literally the physicality of the game has ramped itself up so much that the shit that these guys, even the same, the exact same hit twenty years ago, you put it in today's thing, and some guys walking out with a stretcher just because they're so much faster and stronger. Yeah, I, I just. Uh... You, you don't have the dominant forces anymore that you used to, and I, I and you you brought it up in your little diatribe there that the uh, the regular season in all sports are so much more diminished than they were twenty years ago with more wild card in baseball, more of the interdivision, intra division, on and on it goes in every sport, and so now mm-hmm. the the uh, it's kind of a uh, like if the if you're a a, a a fan of sport you're kind of like. Well, I, I miss the old days a little bit when the, the games meant more. You know, a nine and eight team or an eight and eight team wouldn't get in. You'd have to be ten and six or eleven and five in, in football, or an eighty-four team win, eighty-four win team wouldn't get into the World Series in baseball back then. It just wouldn't happen, right? Because you only had two teams: you had the American League West and the National League West, and on and on it went, right? So, and then hockey out with the wild card and the divisional realignment. So, it is kind of. Um, it's more exciting to an extent because more teams are involved longer, but there's not better teams in general. And I, I think like, well, like there, there hasn't been repeat champions in most leagues in a long, long time. You're right. It's harder to build dynasties and what have you. And we did talk about it last week where I was uh, mentioning how the, uh, the league championship was more important than the playoff championship in European soccer because that's the best team, the team that does it for four or six months. Like, we're, we're the best team. But now in, in playoffs down and, and the way that playoffs are in every sport, getting more and more teams involved, the hottest team gets to walk away with a ring now, not the best team. Yeah. And that happens more and more, more and more in, in every sport. Because no one, as well, right? Yeah. Let's pretend Arizona walks away with this. No one in baseball, no one in the fucking history of baseball, is going to call this. It's like I, I don't know, but if they walk away with the World Series championship, they'll be they'll have the worst winning percentage of any 
of any World Series champion. It's they, real close with them and what uh, this, the the. Uh, um, uh, and we'll get. I, I think we're right, getting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get to to because I have some things to talk about that. Let's finish with the NFL and then we can go on. Yeah, it's uh, no like uh, yeah. I just don't think there's any dominant teams right now. Like like week eight, you're halfway through the season now, right? No, not halfway. There's eight and a half and seventeen, whatever one of those deals. But yeah, you just don't know what's how it's going to all turn out. Let's do uh, the uh, almost famous uh, never. Uh, never uh, replicated, often duplicated. I don't know how the fuck I was trying to say there, but the uh, Dave, who is your fuck that team for this week in the National Football League? Do you know who my fuck that team is? I made a trade in my fantasy thing, and you know, uh, as a side to, of course, Russell Wilson throws uh, three fucking touchdown passes because the guy I had him was playing in fantasy had Russell Wilson starting, so. I've already fucked the Broncos. But, you know, my fuck that team, I made a trade and I got C.J. Stroud. I thought he was an up-and-comer. I thought he was going to run for a shit ton of yards. I thought he was going to be a Lamar Jackson Jr. type player. And he fucked me over. And they lost to the previously winless Carolina Panthers. So, Houston Texans, fuck you. I uh, we didn't talk at all prior to recording tonight's show, Dave, and uh, it's quite funny because you know what? They are also my fuck that team. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making this up at all right now because you told me that you know these guys are pretty good. They they're they're doing okay. They got a good football team. Stroud, everything else. They got a and then they're they're like I said, they're they're playing a winless Carolina team. So you know I I took them in the in the pool. Like I don't give a fuck who wins that game, but oh, I, I took them in the bulldog pool and uh, they end up losing to a winless Carolina team and I took your word for it again and I got to quit doing that because I think it's been a few weeks ago. Oh, like I am doing where, off. Where, have you seen where, where, where I'm you, sitting on that pool? Where, 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 where you say, oh, that team's all right. This, these guys are okay. That's why I took your word for it. But uh, once I'm going to agree with you right now. My fuck that team is the Houston Texans for losing Houston that fuck. Texans. I, you, and you know what? It, it wouldn't even matter if you said anything to me or not. You cannot lose because they're in a, in, a, in a division that if they win that game, they'll win four and three, not three and four. And you have a team that's rebuilding and you have a team that can can maybe upset it here and there and end up fucking nine and eight and who are eight and nine or and the last week of the season might have a chance to make the playoffs. And, that, and they actually beat, is, right? they beat the Jags like a couple of weeks. So ago. there you go. So, so they, they, they had they, a chance. They you, yeah, you you cannot lose. You cannot lose to a winless team. It's Not only happened weeks. twice in, in football history where teams that went oh for the season, obviously. But you can't be a, 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 a contender or a, even a pretender and then lose to a, a team that hasn't won yet. So, you know, once again, I agree with you 100%. My fuck that team for week eight is the the uh, Houston Texans. Unbelievable. Uh, maybe should have worn those Oilers jerseys at the Tennessee Titans, those powder blues with the Derrick on top. That was kind of dirty, actually. I liked it, but it was kind of kind of greasy. But yeah, it was nice. I, I I'm kind of I'm digging a lot of these uh, retro uniforms and the Houston Oilers. Like I I I watched them play in the Astrodome with uh, Warren Moon against uh, Bernie Kosar and the Cleveland st- Shitsteins. <laughs> uh, it was it was a that was my second NFL game I ever saw in my life in in the Astrodome. It was awesome. I loved it. And those Potter Blues, I was a Warren Moon fan because he played his CFL days. So, um, 
I always have a soft spot for the Houston Oilers. Yeah, the Houston Oilers. It was kind of a greasy move having them those. Just, and, and like 100% because the Oilers moved and obviously everybody knows the whole story, right? But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of greasy the way that they did that. It's just one of those things. It's just funny. Dave, uh, who do you, uh, who's your, are you still going with the Kansas City Chiefs as a Super Bowl champion? Because I'm not. I will. Um, they were banged up. They were a little hurt. I get it. Um, there was a lot of, there was a shit ton of things that went right with the Denver Broncos on Saturday. I'm not going to give them any credit. I'm happy for the win. But uh, my AFC, oh, my AFC. Yeah, I, I gotta stick with them because I picked them and I hate jumping ship. But if I could jump ship, I would say um, Bengals Ravens is the. Uh, I, I'm not giving the I, I'm not giving the Dolphins a shit ton of credit. I think uh, if if I had to pick right now, it'd be Bengals Ravens. Change from last week. That's good. Don't no, because uh, yeah, I I I don't have any faith that whatsoever now in the. Uh, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they're, they're my pick last week. I don't have any faith in them whatsoever. Good team. Great teams don't lose to bad teams. And if, you know what? Right. Does and, that make sense? I don't care. I don't care who's sick. You'll figure it out. Great teams don't lose to bad teams, and that's the way it is. I'm going to go with uh, – now I'm going to change my, my line a little bit. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins, and I still – fuck, you know what? I'm going to go with – the uh, the Eagles still. I'll stick with the Eagles. Eagles, Dolphins, Super Bowl is what I'm going with. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't like picking the, 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 the champs. I like I like picking the the conference uh, champions. Like it's it's never going to be anything but Eagles Niners for the NFC. But the AFC is so good. The AFC has the Niners are far behind Seattle. I think they're better. If they're Purdy's out, how good's Purdy? Um. Well, we're gonna find out. I think. I think the. I I think Seattle. I think I, I think San Fran's better. And it's not like the fucking Eagles are killing everybody. They almost lost to the Commodores. And that's the other thing that pissed me off. I put Sam Hall on the bench on my, on my fucking fantasy, and then he throws for four fucking touchdowns and 380 yards. Fuck. People are scoping what you're doing in your fantasy pool there, David. It's, it's fucking, it's crazy. How Do the opposite. Do the do, opposite. Do, do the Constanza. We'll get him <laughs> later the on the show. Too, yeah. <laughs> the fourteen twenty Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself twenty bucks on your first purchase. They're over there at SeatGeek. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app.
1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, we talked on uh, Tuesday night before the World Series started how yeah, it wasn't the sexiest uh, series to, to happen in, in our lifetime. A couple teams that you don't really uh, give a, uh, uh, don't, I don't want to say two shits about, but two shits about with the way it turns out. But so far, the game's been very good. Like the, that game on Friday night was fantastic. Extra innings tie. It was uh, reminiscent of the 2001 World Series, a late home run by by uh, the Rangers. Are you- and, and <laughs> all. It, was, it was great. It was a great World yeah. Series game on, on Friday on Friday night. Saturday, yeah, the game got out of control in the 8th and ninth when it ended up being 9-1, I think, for, for, the, uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But it was, I think she was 2-1 in the 6th, and it was a great ball game. It's been really, really entertaining baseball uh, for two teams that nobody really cares a whole bunch about. It's getting some pretty good press. Well, it should, and, and- Baseball fans should be uh, tuning in. Texas is lucky to be uh, uh, tied. It should be 2 nothing in Arizona, but uh, that happens. Uh, bottom of the ninth, two-run home runs happen every now and then, and, and that's what happened, which, which adds to the drama, which is playoff baseball, and it's awesome. It's great. I watched it, and so go figure. I catch the last three innings thinking Arizona's going to win game one, and then I watched that, which, is, which was good. But then I catch the whole game on uh, on fucking Saturday, and it's a route after, like you said, it was it was a good game to watch until the seven. Yeah, it was it was funny on uh, on on Friday night. We uh, we just stuck say say around home watching the game a little bit there, and uh, I I didn't understand why Bellinger got that that uh, pitch to hit. Like I just it didn't make sense to me. He got a it was, a, it was the, the pitcher missed his spot and it would be a, a, a crushed a home run. I was like, holy Christ, what the hell? And it's funny how like a game could, you could be two outs away or one out away from taking a one nothing lead in the series and all of a sudden you're like, holy Christ, this isn't going to turn out well. And just how the game of baseball can just turn on a pitch like that. It's and That's why a playoff baseball is so great because it's just uh, one mistake can just turn the whole game around. And it's when that mistake happens, right? So if that mistake happens on a golf course while you're putting, it's like as soon as a guy puts it from six feet, it should be in. Like, oh, fuck, I missed it. Like, you'll know right away. But like, so that's now one stroke over four days. The guy misses that pitch um, in the first inning with with two out, nobody on. And and now it's one nothing. No now he misses, yeah, and now he misses that pitch in the seventh, and uh, with with two three guys on, it's a totally different ball game. You know that's a that's a four run difference. It's it's when the mistakes, and that's that's you know I I don't think I've ever thought of about it this way, but like that, that's what that's how baseball is a little bit like curling. It's not the shots you make; it's when it's when you so make your shots. Because you, because yeah. if you have an opportunity to, to do something with that shot or with that pitch or whatever it might be, and then and then if but if you never given that if you never given that opportunity to, to make that mistake or take advantage of that mistake, you'll, you you can't take advantage of it. No, it's it's been a, it's been a great series so far. Uh, the the one thing I, I laughed on uh, on Saturday <laughs> night we were because we were making food there and having a good time and watching the game had had tunes playing and as the uh, the World Series was happening and we were watching the game and I. I think it was in the sixth inning 
who the hell was it? It was uh, Tommy Pham got picked off at second base on a pickoff. That was the sixth. And I yelled out, you can't get how that's no actually my exact words were how the fuck to get picked off in the World Series of second base in the sixth inning. And not two seconds later after I yelled that, friend of the show, friend of ours, a longtime friend of ours, Moose Hildebrand, verbatim, he said, how the fuck do you get picked off in second base in the World Series like right now? And it was like what like baseball dorks or baseball dorks, right? So and it was true. Like how do you like how does that happen? Like Arizona came back and what or they're up two one at the time. So the game the game was still close at that point. And I was like, oh, that's going to end up costing them. That's going to cost. How do you them get? Big how do you get picked off at second base ever? Right? Ever? Ever? Ever, and do you know what else I noticed on um, the with that route on uh, on Saturday night? It wasn't because of the long ball. No, it was not because of the long ball. Do you know what Arizona did when they had runners in scoring position? Ran. They put the fucking ball in play. Put the ball in play, and they ran. And they did that. They they stole four bases on on. Uh, on Friday night as well, in the ball game, they probably should have won. They they're losing right now, three one uh, to Texas in the what is it, the seventh inning right now? Six bottom eight. of the ninth is bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. My eyes are really yeah. bad, but yeah, it's one of those like they could be up to two nothing, be down to one now. Like it's they ran, they put the ball in play, and I, I like the way that team plays a little baseball. Their their manager gets a little bit cute with the uh, with his bullpen management, but man, they're. I think they're fun to watch. And it's uh, I, I still think Texas is going to win this World Series, but it's just with the way they put the ball in play, old school baseball, hit the odd home run here and there and everything else, but they, they run like a bastard. They, they really oh, do. I think, I think it's great. Station to station baseball, playing the, the, the game with a lot of speed and, and, um, and feeling the ball being good in the fields, fundamentals, fundamentals. Like what's wrong with fundamentals? You know, and that's another thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Sorry, fundamentals. Well, I was going to, that's the thing that they're going to bitch about in the NBA. There's no fundamentals in NBA. We had to change the rules because Shaquille O'Neal can't sink a free throw. We let players take four steps instead of two because of athleticism, right? Like, there's no fundamentals. The shit that you're teaching the kids in when they're learning how to play the game, NBA said those rules don't count anymore. Baseball analytics has said that shit doesn't count anymore. We just you want know, launch angles and we want uh, we want exit velocity. I bitch about the nerds a lot, and it's and I find it funny that I'm right that the nerds can't you, you, you can't figure this shit out. You can't get feel for a baseball game. Like if if a, if a guy. Um, like whoever the pitcher was who gave up that home run to Bellinger on Friday night, like doesn't much matter who he was, I, I could care less. But you can't teach okay, the, the pitch was left up, right? The, the you walk a guy through, you, you can't you can't put that on a spreadsheet, you know, and and, and the emotion that, that can happen because of, because of that home run, you can't put that on a, on a spreadsheet. And the World Series shows that every, every year. Every year, and there's a lot of nerds that 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 say yeah, uh, and, and analytics. Every team uses them. We we said it before on the show. We'll say it. We'll say it a thousand more times as long as we keep doing this. Is that analytics are are, are fine and dandy, but I've heard I've heard teams say, well, but they, they don't always work in the playoffs. Well, then what is it? Like what what's what's the magic formula? As I'm watching right now, um, 
and this Texas guy's up here closing the game. What does analytics say when if the curveball is working, if the splitter is working, if he's not spotting his bite slider? On. Right. You know, like, you know, it's coming in a little bit flat. You know, maybe that's why the third time through the the the, um, the lineup that he, like they're starting to catch up to his splitter because it's it's running a little flat for whatever reason. For whatever reason, the curveball only has eight inches of break as opposed to twelve. Like if like a, if you're a curveball pitcher, like where does analytics have to have to say? And on the other side, what if a guy's got a little more juice to his, uh, a little more pep in his step, and all of a sudden he's throwing ninety seven instead of, instead of ninety four? Yeah, do like, they put that into the formula? I, so there's got to be some feel, and I, and I think like baseball, and I and that's why I'm so anti-analytics. Like there, there's a feel of the game of baseball, no matter what. And I, you have you have an old school manager versus a new school manager with Bochi versus uh, Lavello right now, and you just wonder like Jesus Christ. Like there's a reason. There's a reason why the Texas Rangers they spent a lot of money off season, and there's a reason why they went out and said to Bruce Bochi, "Hey, do you want to give it to come out of retirement for one left kick in the can?" Because He's a, he wouldn't have agreed. We talked about it before. He wouldn't agree to coming out of retirement if he didn't have some sort of uh, some sort of control about what's going on. In my, I opinion. listened. I listened to a podcast about that too, and then and they, they they were talking about it, and, then they, and it was like he clearly took the job. Like I'm going to listen to you guys. I will, but anything that happens on the field is up to me. Yeah. And like he goes, and then like we don't we don't know exactly if that's in his contract or whatever. But if you want me to come out of retirement and fucking coach this team, I'll listen to you. I will. I promise you, I'll listen to you. But I ain't fucking like you don't like. I'm I'm the one making decisions. I'm the manager. You're not telling me to pull fuck a guy that's on, that's on a roll in the sixth inning because it's the third time up, the third round, the third lap through the order. Like that's stupid. yeah. There, there, there's so and, many things that get, get gets lost with that analytics thing and baseball and, and the World Series and like and like I said, there's so many guys who say, well, they don't they don't always work in the playoffs because the feel comes into it. Well, why not have that feel in the regular season as well? Like what? Like it's harder to win in, in the playoffs when you, and you and you start using your heads and the numbers. So why not just use your heads and the numbers during the regular season? It, it makes zero sense to me. Yeah, and you know, and it's a game better. Like we were talking about with uh, Philadelphia and Arizona, and that thing. Everybody like they were down by um, two runs, and everybody's swinging for as hard as they can to to make that a one run lead. Like fuck, get guys on base. Like guys on base, guys on base. Get guys on base, guys on base. That's it. Because because you said you know that your 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 goal as a team is is to generate outs generate outs and as a defensive team and if you're not generating outs you're not getting closer to the end of the game and when you swing for the fence every time you're making the generating out thing a lot easier on the other on the the other team we'll wrap this up in half a second here Dave but why is it that every time this discussion comes up the anti-nerds, the anti-analyst guys are always right. Like every single time. I don't know. Like I, I've said these exact words. Analytics work perfectly for an average team for the regular season. 
But once once the rubber hits the road and you're playing better teams, you're not you're not playing the fucking I don't know Colorado Rockies eighty two times. You're playing really good teams now that have it figured out and they got an analytics department of their own. So that's that's when now the 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 human element comes into the game. If a guy's feeling it, he's feeling it. If he's not, he's not. And you're going to know because you're watching the fucking game. Numbers never lie until they do. Right? Until it's like they're just numbers. Like, that means nothing. It means nothing. And, you know, and, and you know, you, you hear that kind of shit where um, he's just unlucky because uh, his, his exit velocity and his velo is there and there and there and there. You know, you're right. I know he's unlucky because he's been hitting the, do- the the ball hard every single fucking time, but it just happens to be at someone. I know that. I know that. I don't well, need someone with a slide ruler telling me that he's hitting the ball hard. Batting average matters. I get it. I you can hit batting, you can hit the ball at 107 miles an hour off the bat a hundred times in a row. If you hit it right at the third baseman, he catches it every time. Every single time. And but even uh, you if you know what? catch it and drops it, he gets an error. So you're still out. I don't give a fuck what your exit velo is, what your launch angle is. Batting average matters. On base you, matters. The rest of it what doesn't. Do, what do they call a 60-mile-an-hour dying quail? Base hit. A base hit. <laughs> Like uh, ten years ago, the the Red Sox they won the World Series. Ten years ago today, the Red Sox won the World Series. Ortiz was named the uh, the uh, MVP of that World Series. He hit six eighty eight and had eight walks. You know what he got? What happened? Got on base. You bet. And those stats were on the whatever I read. It didn't say how how hard he hit the ball. It didn't say what the launch angle was. He had two home runs that entire World Series against the, the St. Louis Cardinals. You get on base, you win fucking baseball games. I don't give a shit about the rest of it. I, I, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Especially when the pressure is, is is ratcheted up. Because that's when that's when it's time to fuck or walk, right? Like every stat you have between game one and 170. And then I'll give you those last 12 for when, you know, you might be in a playoff race and what have you, but, but, but pressure makes diamonds. And, and, and a lot of this shit that happens in the playoffs, I like that pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> that's not an original. I heard that someplace else. Take credit for but, that. Um, and, and that's the truth, right? Some, some people gave David Ortiz, like we said last week, he, he, he embraced the pressure. And he delivered, like you said, six eighty three with eight walks, ten walks, eight walks, two home runs, two doubles, and a few sing- and singles. Got on base. That's a big fat ass on base. Every- so that's more pitches that got to be thrown. That's more blah blah blah. Right, more uh-huh. pressure on, on the defense. And then running through bullpens, and I go. So now we like that was a ten pitch at bat, and we're like that no, means swing as swing as hard as you can and strike out. Nope, just give her a rip. Get so as hard as you can. Oh, I hit the guts out of it. You're out. And that's what happened with Philly. Philly is a hero team. Everybody wants to be their hero every single at bat, whether it's the first inning or the ninth inning. You know? No, it's absolutely. Unless you insane. get hit by a pitch, you're not, yeah, you're not doing anything. 
Like, yeah, I, if if I if I had the wherewithal, knew how to do it, I like to do a deep dive on uh, like batting averages compared to exit velo, World Series champions since the analytics era started. Right, one of those deals. I'm sure there's a probably a website out there that'll that'll debunk because numbers nerds will change the numbers no matter what. Right, they'll say, well, this was that, and this was this, and that. Yeah, because batting average, well, it doesn't matter. No, it does. It does. It, it's it it, it it totally does. It, it totally does. Especially when the pressure hits, okay, like simplify it, okay, just put the ball in play, like relax, 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 quick bat, boom, like, and if it's an off speed, go the other way, like, it just, like, just slap it, just put it into play, you don't that see was those. One thing, that was one thing I loved about that game on a Friday night is that the uh, Diamondbacks, That's yes, exactly they, what they the, lost the game, but they put the ball in play. There was some yeah. bunting, there was some hitting and running, and there were some steals and everything else. And and, and they they should have won the ball game. A pitch got away from their reliever in the ninth, and that that's all that happened. And and that's that's just the way the game the game of baseball can can it, it is. It's just you wonder why so many teams get away from that. Yes, talent matters. I I get it. And if you don't have any talent, you got to figure, figure figure out a way to try to win. But I don't know, man. I still think the old uh, the old Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robey's way of thinking when it comes to the game of baseball, it, it ain't too bad to watch. Well, and you know, I don't care. Take it out. Take it out of the hands of the manager in the regular season. But when you're in the playoffs, it's gar. This is garbage. This is garbage. You're making mistakes all the time. And Tampa Bay is is the the prime example of it. And 100%. So, 100%. So why are we, why are we I, fucking I, around with I, this uh, I did a little I did a show with the two guys from Belly Up, uh, Kevin and uh, Captain Lou there. And they and the Kevin basically said he's a baseball guy, fantasy baseball guy the whole bit. And he goes, he, he Tampa, Tampa. And I said, like, no, Tampa's never going to do it. Never. Tampa is Cinderella, and Cinderella never fucking wins. The only time Cinderella ever won was in that Disney movie. Yeah. The only so, time ever. Never yeah, wins. It, especially if you stick to the formula. Like, that formula is going to work all the time until emotion has a play. Right? Emotion has the whole, e- Emotion wins championships. Emotion does. Like, are, 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 is everybody... Is everybody pulling in the same direction? Is there is there a good chemistry in the locker room? Is there this and that? That's those are the intangibles, you know. And and then they've we've we've used the word intangibles forever, describing uh, sports teams and how their makeup is. Analytics has no intangible factor, as far as I know. As far None. as I know, like, like because how do you, you measure that? You can't. You can't. Right. And and. And baseball, especially in the playoffs, is like I, I don't understand how they think this is. It, we we said it time and time. Analytics will get you to the playoffs. Analytics doesn't win you a fucking ring. Never ever. And I'm and, I'm, and I'll never be convinced otherwise. I don't care who wins what, forever. Unless you're playing for each other, unless you're doing the little things right, unless you leave a pitcher in past the sixth inning when he's dealing, like like the Blue Jays are fucked forever because they don't have they 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 don't they they're ruled by analytics that we saw that in Minnesota, they don't have um, uh, a a good clubhouse vibe, and they don't care. 
They're fucking bonus babies playing for paychecks. No, it's crazy. are fucked. Been a great World Series. The playoffs been actually picked up in the second round on the um, in the CS there. Thank both, Christ. Both going to seven, and now it's two one uh, to Texas Rangers. Look for their first World Series title in their in their uh, long illustrious history. So I hope uh, I'm hoping that the uh, Diamondbacks can win a game at home there and, and make, so it goes six or seven. It always uh, always more baseball for me is always great. So Got to worry about uh, trying to find some some live baseball here and there and everywhere else. But no, I hope Arizona can win a game here uh, at home and, and extend this series a little bit. But I still think that Texas, just the talent alone, is probably going to. Uh, to win out. I agree. I, I I'd like to see Blue Jay uh alumni win World Series outside of Toronto. There you go. Anyways, the 14 20 sports bar podcast for beer sports talking a whole lot more. Uh yeah, that's it. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four, year, four beers worth of sports talking a whole lot more. This segment's brought to you by, as always, SeatGeek.com and SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today. Dave, uh, I love doing these. It uh, gets my thinker going a little bit. Uh, it's quite ridiculous. It's quite stupid. But I think I get a, I, I know I get a kick out of it. I think you get a kick out of it. When uh, I put uh, two names together that have nothing to do with each other, just their, their name sake and that's about it and then you just tell me who is better it's really quite simple it's quite ridiculous but uh, it's always a, uh, a highlight of the, uh, of the of the show i love conversation for the sake of conversation so uh let's give me something controversial with tomorrow being halloween actually when everybody hears this will be halloween uh, halloween day uh all over all over the world uh, dave actually before we get into the uh who is better What's the uh, what's the last Halloween costume that you put on? Um, I dressed up for masquerade parties and murder mystery parties and stuff, and they were around Halloween. I do, I can't really remember when in my university days I really dug it. In my twenties, I was actually quite a good Halloween costume uh, thing. Um, as uh, uh, as I say that, I remember like yeah, I I was in a bar when you won a trophy for uh, karaoke. I have won a bar's Halloween costume uh, before. Yeah, uh, I've. Oh, you told me like, we talked about this last year. You were in Warner, Alberta. In Warner, Alberta, you bet. And I, I remember this I, last year. No, yeah, I won. I, I won, yeah, I won. I won the Halloween costume, and I got kicked out of the bar the same night. So what, that's a, that's a, a that doesn't get repeated. I dress as a, a local. Oh, okay. I dress as a yeah. local from Warner. Yeah, and then so that's what it is. Like so, it's uh, 
I, I don't mind dressing up for Halloween. I don't do it anymore. Um, and now, you know, the kid's 13. When's too old? Him and a buddy are going out tomorrow night. And who am I to say no? 13's okay, 14's not. When you yes. can legally be behind a uh, a wheel to drive a vehicle with a learner's permit, that's too old. 13 is max. I, I can't. Yeah, so he's in grade 8, he's 13, him and a bud are going out. He's not even getting supervision tomorrow because I got a curl. And the wife is going to hang out here with the dog and handle candy. So... Um, Fuck, for the first time, I gotta cycle back on this one, man. Like, I gotta cycle back on this because I, I was thinking back when, when I was a kid, that's a long, long time ago, and just how the schools were like it was grade one to three or K to three, sorry, for, for the for elementary school, then it was four to seven for uh, for middle school, right? Uh, and yeah. I think it has to do with what school you're in and what age bracket your school goes to be, that, that, that will that will decipher what your trick or treating privileges are. Does that make sense? I think if you, if you're in a, if you're in an eight to twelve school, you shouldn't be trick or treating because the grade twelvers will kind of be smirched on the grade eighter who trick or treats. No, but it's like for him, he's the big dog, right? He's in a he's in a five to eight school. Oh, so even worse, he should be more mature than that. I don't know. Um, he's 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 towing the company line here a little bit. I don't know. Uh, he has he has a buddy, and he wants to know, and he wasn't really big on it, but one of his buddies is big on it, and so they're gonna go. And then like and 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 I'm like, what? No, it's just want? it's fine. I yeah. just yeah. Yeah, and you know, and, and then the thing is too, like it's it's now, it's not like he gets candy whenever he wants, but like candy and potato chips and junk food is far more prevalent and accessible to him than it ever was when I was his age. That is without a a, a doubt, a fact, right? Like a, a pop when the ba- when mom and dad and like a pop with the babysitter was a fucking treat for us when I was a kid. Like it was, you didn't you didn't get junk food that often. Oh, I we the 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 concession booth across from Little League Park from Mom and Dad's in Fort McLeod was always open during the summertime. Man, I had I lived on junk food when I was a kid. You get foul oh, balls. You think you get foul balls? Take the concession booth. They let it right in my front lawn. Right, you go you go to the concession booth. You get free candies and pop and whatever it was. Yeah, it was great. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got a kick. We'll get on the Halloween thing in half a second here. But uh, a couple of years back, one of our first years here in Lethbridge at uh, World Headquarters, the uh, there was this kid rang the door about 9.30, 9.45 at night. And he wasn't 12. But he was, he was a little bit older. And I just went, here, take whatever's left and just dumped her in there. It was the COVID years and everything else. I was like, here, man, just take it. Yeah, he he was a grit grinder and he probably, uh, yeah, he was, he got, he got his fair share of candy throughout the neighborhood around here. It's funny. Jeez, I was in my 20s and my folks were away and I was uh, watching their house and then, so I was handing out candy and then a buddy of mine came over and when we smoked a joint, we were watching a funny movie and uh, we were in the basement 
and laughing. And then all of a sudden, the, it was like, yeah, 930. And then I, and then like, and then I, so I hit pause and I go, do you want me to tell a kid, to, do you want to watch me tell a kid to fuck off? <laughs> and we just laughed. I'm like, I don't even know what I said to the kid, but we were laughing so hard at the, do, do you want to come up and watch me tell a kid to fuck off at 930? Because at like 930 is too late. Nine o'clock. That's it. I don't care if you're five. Oh, I had the light on. I, like I was up watching the game or whatever it was. I didn't give a shit. Whatever. Nine o'clock's too late. Nope. Nope. That's my rule. Huh. Don't you think nine o'clock's too late? Nine o'clock, no. if you're old enough to be trick-or-treating? Oh, shit. No. You got to go to school tomorrow. Because you got to get home and do your bag and stuff. So, like, if you're, if you're trick-or-treating at nine... Then you're not even in, under the sheets until ten o'clock. Should be you got to go to school the next the, day. The first should be a holiday, or, or, or sleep till noonday, or sleep till eleven day, and then go to school later on. They should make Halloween the Saturday um, before the thirty first. Every, every we, time. I, I think that's that, that's going to be. Uh, I'm going to run for Prime Minister of Canada, president president of the world, and that'll be my, yeah. my one and only uh, platform. The last Saturday of October. Nobody, it, yeah, you're right. You're in president of the yep. world. President yep. of the world. Yep. Dave, yeah. let's get in some who is better, a little Halloween style. Halloween edition. I got uh, some some characters from uh, some horror horror uh, horror films, scary movies, everything else with some uh, athletes. You ready to go? I'm always ready to go. I like uh, this before we get to that. Before we get to the the horror story thing uh, with the uh, Heritage Classic that occurred yesterday. Uh, what is better, outdoor hockey or indoor baseball? Outdoor hockey. Because that is actual where the game was born and raised and developed. And that's where they fought, they found the game. The the Olympic gold medals were given given for hockey playing this game outdoors. Baseball indoors is a travesty, but it's a necessity. I think it's a necessity. Like this time of year, it's not in the battle. Like the, the two teams are playing right now. They're in warm weather locales, so it wouldn't matter a whole bunch. But uh, it, it's almost a necessity at this time of year. Arizona it's needs it right, in indoor because it's too fucking hot in Phoenix yeah. in, in August. Yeah. All right, let's get into the, uh, the Halloween edition of Who is Better. Dave, who is better? Freddy Krueger of uh, Friday Night the 13th. Fame, or Night uh, Night oh, Fame, yeah. or... Flames, ex flame, ex uh, uh, Oilers goaltender, Freddie Brathwaite. <laughs> Freddie Brathwaite was terrible. Uh, no, he was not. He was so average. He was he was about as good as who is better, Freddie Brathwaite or Dwayne Rollison? Brathwaite, they were comparable. Comparable, right? So we're talking B goalies. Freddy Krueger, um, obviously, um, Nightmare on Elm Street was um, it was it it, it uh, started the franchise, and then towards the end, they were fucking awful because I I watched a couple of them. Um, it was old school and everything. Freddy Krueger because he had he's an icon, and Freddie Brathwaite is. Didn't he? Wasn't he the black goalie that played for the fucking 
Jets? Did he play for the Jets? Oh, no, that was Pokey Reddick. Oh, sorry. That was Pokey and the Bandits. Uh, uh, Danielle Berthume and fucking Pokey Reddick. Pokey Reddick played yeah. for the with Mr. Bruins. I loved him when he played there. Against the Leopards Broncos 83. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, Dave, who is better? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis from uh, Halloween fame and on, on it goes. Or Curtis Joseph, another orders goaltender. Jamie Lee Curtis. I didn't care if you said Jamie Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis has been my all-time crush since I saw her in Trading Places oh, with I didn't Eddie know Murphy at 16. That woman is a fox. And I will, like, she is one of my all-time crushes ever. Like, there, there's no name you could say <clears throat> in Perfect, in uh, Fish Called Wanda, in True Lies, in whatever. Her husband, like, is the luckiest man in the world. Jamie Lee Curtis is my all-time, what, like, one of my all-time super crushes. She was uh, like I watched that show, The Bear. It's about a restaurant family, and on and on. She was just on that, and uh, she, she's a great grinder in that one. Like it's uh, obviously, and she crazy. can act. She's talented. She's, she's, she's an actor. She's an actress. Yeah. And it was, it, she was a she was rather gritty and pretty aggressive in that show, The Bear. But it was uh, very very good. So Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Dave, who is better, Jeff Goldblum from The Fly, or Jeff? Brown paper bagwell of Houston Astros fame. Jeff Bagwell was really good. He was one of the killer bees. It was it was Bagwell, Bagwell Bijou, Bijou. Yeah. yeah. Uh in the infield and Bagwell. Is he in the Hall of Famer? Did he make it there? I think Bagwell did Bijo didn't. Yeah, and Caminetti was on those teams. And was really good. He was solid. He turned out steroids and things. Yeah, it turned out. No, like, but yeah, but Caminetti was, was solid, solid player. Like he, those, that was those Astros team. teams were really good. Yeah, super good. They had Jeff Kent, and they got uh, yeah, really good. and Clemens there, and they yeah, and they had that that. They, I think it was a reliever that actually cost him going to the World Series with that really good team. And that's when they were wearing the 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 Padres colors, right? They were kind of, yeah, yeah, comparable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it served them right for switching up that jersey, right? They should have stuck with the orange. So, um, Bagwell or what was the other one? Jeff Goldblum from The Fly, or Jeff in Bagwell. Uh, I don't really know who I even actually like. I I don't. I'm gonna say Jeff Bagwell, even though I do believe um, that Goldblum has a better career. And you know, us Canadians are supposed to sit together, I and mean, he is a Canadian. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, he's a Canadian, but like, I just don't really dig on Goldblum. I just don't dig on him. So Bagwell. Well, because I don't, yeah, by that default. fly, that was one fuck that we remember watching that as a kid and the fucking the stuff and the pus and the things and hanging out and the oh, the, yeah, that was all the things movie. coming out of the uh, yeah, and yeah, I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like that movie very much. It kind of creeped me out a little bit when I was a kid, but the Emperor Cedar, it was a good movie, yeah, no, 100%, yeah, it, but yeah. but yeah, 
Yeah, it made me feel kind of a little bit creepy. Uh, let's go another one here. Anthony Perkins from Psycho Fame, uh, the uh, obviously the uh, famous uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, thriller from back in the uh, geez, like fifties for fuck's sakes, right when you were born, Dave. Uh, or Anthony Tony Amante, Anthony Perkins of Psycho, or Tony Amante, Chicago Blackhawks legend. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Amante and be done with this. I don't want to pontificate on this one. That one's. Did you like, uh, did you like Amante? No, I, I, yeah, he was good, and that's what I'm saying. Amante, and then that's it. I don't even want to deal with Perkins. Like, I don't want to. Mm. I, I don't. I don't think I have anything funny to say about anything. Well, I'm just trying this Halloween edition of the, the Who is Better thing. I don't know, whatever. No, uh, I get it. And it's not a Courtney Cox of uh, Scream fame or... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Or Craig Cox, legendary fighter, which is also a scary dude back in the day. He fought Probert. He fought fucking everybody. Who is better, Courtney Cox or <clears throat> Craig Cox? Courtney Cox, for sure. That was another crush of mine. Um, I liked her ever since uh, Dancing in the Dark. Who was that girl in the Bruce Springsteen Dancing in the Dark video? Um, uh, so when she got friends, total timeout. R.I.P. There, Chandler. I yeah, no, think he was, he was a, the. I think I think the he was the Chandler Bank to uh, Matthew Perry there for sure. Absolutely. To, yeah, to Matthew Perry, Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Went to school and like I don't know if you heard that story. He beat up Justin Trudeau in grade school, yeah. right? Yeah, so nonetheless, Courtney Cox, without a doubt, um, I had a, like a crush on her. In fact, in the first couple of years of Friends, I thought she was hotter than Jen Jennifer Aniston. I've changed my mind. Jennifer has surpassed her. But nonetheless, Courtney Cox. She, uh, yeah. Now she she's not doing so much so much for me right now. She's had some uh, different uh, surgeries that happened, some lipo and some this. She's and that. pretty tight, right? Injections that skin is really like, tight. Ooh, yeah. it's, uh, Courtney Cox. I remember Craig Cox getting in fights uh, with Probert back in the day when he was a Canuck, and oh, like, he would just get punched in the face. He just keep coming and coming and coming. He he didn't give a fuck how hard <laughs> he got punched. Like, yeah, and I, like, like we we we've we've established that getting like these guys who end up getting punched in the face a lot <laughs> it's not a good thing and uh the the, the concussions that happen and there's a see the 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 syndromes everything else has to come across but man those guys were warriors like jesus christ like it's it's bad it's bad but boy was it entertaining and you wonder yeah. like you, and, and you know guys weren't going to win but they keep coming in night after night and do it like it's just you, you gotta tip the cap to those guys too like fuck me Exactly. You totally have to tip, you know, and then once you're, you know, you, all this shit happens to them and then you're getting punched in the face and your face get works over and you're healing all the time. But by the time you're 40, you're done. Right. And now your face has between 40 and 70 to heal, like 40 and 50, 55. Jesus. It's been healing the entire time. You put some cream and shit like on that. But then you ha you're someone like Courtney Cox. Who keeps getting uh, uh, fucking facelifts and injections and stuff like that? And then once you hit fifty-five, it's just like fuck. What else can we do with my face? I'm starting to look like a cat. Well, that's what happens. 
that's what happens when you when you, when you don't fucking it, it, it's so it, it's funny when you're in montana too i see it more in montana than i do in like especially specifically in whitefish when you're out walking about and and there's some there's some california money texas money colorado money in that thing and you see these people walking around and it's like fucking cat eye cat eye cat eye cat eye it, it, it's ridiculous i don't understand why women do this to themselves no, i don't get it either I don't like you when you look when you when you walk by in the grocery store and look at a woman and like you've had too many facelifts or just injections or, you don't, or you, yeah no 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 what is that like you know a fucking ten carat diamond ring isn't enough you have to have fucking peeled back face is that is a peeled back face a status symbol I don't I've never, I've never you, understood it you don't look better. Like I understand how one or two might help, but like how many times, how many, how many faces do you have to have? You just run out of when skin. you look like a yeah, when you look like a fucking goddamn sphinx. I got one more for you, and then we'll call it a night for the who is better. This has nothing to do with uh, something to do the fighter, uh, but nothing to do with horror movies. Maybe he was in a horror movie. I have no idea. Who is better? Uh, George LaRock, who they showed on the Heritage Classic last night, getting a hat trick and then on and on. He was on TV last night up there in Edmonton, Alberta. Or George Costanza. <laughs> you know what? If I was still married to the others, I probably would have picked George LaRock. I probably would have. But George Costanza, Costanza and his neuroses and antics and his lack of everything it is it, it's Costanza by a mile because uh I don't I don't trust George LaRock as far as I can kick him and I'm not going to kick him very far cuz he's a very big guy. He's a big dude. We saw I met him 2 weeks ago. I didn't meet him, but we took pictures and stuff and things. He's a that's a, that's a very very large man. Yeah. Yeah, very who can large. take care of himself. Yeah, he, <laughs> he would squash George- Brent like grape. Yeah, George Miyagi, Costanza. Miyagi of all the Seinfeld episodes, George Costanza has as many memorable lines as anybody. So I'm going to take George Costanza on this. Panel. Yeah, Costanza's funny. Like you, like Seinfeld is such <coughs> that thing stands the test of time. No matter, no matter what, I can watch that every end of the week. And I, I, think I, I, to- I totally agree. If it's on, I'll watch it. Right? Yeah, like I, I'll watch I, that I, before Friends or Cheers or. Well, I guess they don't do Cosby Show anymore. I don't know why. Um, well, I think there's a reason. Seinfeld makes me laugh. Like, yeah, Kramer. He had uh, what was his name? Uh, Michael Richards. He he had that little situation at a comedy club in in uh-huh. LA years ago where he said something he shouldn't have and everything else. But that didn't really get him canceled, which is a good thing. Cause like the he made a mistake, and that 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 Seinfeld show, man, th- that makes me fucking laugh. Yeah, I can watch some episodes forty times, and I laugh I've watched every, time. every single one. I've watched every single one of them. At least once, and I, I know I, I can I can say the thing I like. I completely agree with you. There's so many classic moments that I know exactly what's going to happen, but I want to hear the originals deliver the lines. And like, that gives like, me and the, the 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 Jerry's the namesake of the show, but he's not even he's not even close to the funniest person on the show. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like he's not the funniest person on the show, but he's the writer, and he's like he he's behind all the lines and everything. He knows. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, but he, I and he's it. without like by a mile the shittiest actor. 
right? Yeah. He cannot. He's just doing his act on a like in front of the camera. Like I, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld and The Office are the two best comedy. I've shows never seen The Office ever. I Deanne, Deanne and, and her brother tell me to watch all the time. I, I've yet to do. It. I'm, I'm, I just don't. Want well, it. do yourself a favor. Like if you have a half hour, watch it on Netflix. It's on Netflix here in Canada. Do yourself a favor, and once you start watching, like is. Season one's a slow grind. Start just start watching season two because no, it's not. Like it doesn't grinds. matter. I like action packed. Right now, get into it. Then start uh, 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 episode one, season two. And <laughs> and you know what? You, you you won't believe it. You won't believe it. Some episodes, it's like, oh no, he just didn't do that, and with, but with laughter. It's office could be the office is funnier than Seinfeld. I've laughed out loud more with the office than I did for Seinfeld. And I've watched them both right to the end. Well, maybe I'll, I'll check that out later on this week. We'll see what's going on. But anyways, only if you like laughing, if you don't like laughing, don't watch it. You know, Dave, uh, Thursday night, we have the intern joining us. Uh, Jake from, from Illinois is going to join us, going to be producing the show at the same time, doing some stuff all, uh, for the video version of it. Jim's still going to be doing things. Make sure you guys check out Jim's uh, newest song uh, out there on Spotify. It's, it's really good. It, I, I quite like it. It's not just because I'm his uncle and everything else, but I, I quite I quite like it. So make sure we give it, give that a listen. Uh, what do you got going on this week, Dave? What's happening? What's going on in the uh, the world of David Van Robes? Work. I am all over fucking Hell's Off Acre this, this week. Off to BC tomorrow to Fernie. And uh, that's it. I just got shit going on. Going to make it work. Got a curl tomorrow. How's the team doing? We haven't talked about that. Oh, uh, we're uh, three and one. Better be so one that's three. good. Yeah, I'd rather be three and one. I don't think the Denver Broncos have been three and one in a lot, lot of time. And they're making a lot more fucking money than I am playing their game. So uh, we're calling that a win. I'm going to find out tomorrow. Also tomorrow, uh, my buddy that um, who's a Green Bay Packer fan, I'm going to bring. Oh, so here's a quick thing. uh, Here, here, here. No, so I have a. I own an orange Elway jersey. I own uh, orange Terrell Davis jersey. I own a blue Terrell Davis jersey and I also got I inherited from my brother who passed he had a for whatever fucking reason I didn't even know he had it he has a Jake Plummer blue baseball jersey that's weird isn't that weird yeah so but I own it now so what 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 jerseys should I bring orange because it's it's more gaudy Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm bringing the I'm bringing the numbers. I mean, blue will mix in every every jacket's on the ice. Yeah, yeah. We're, bring the orange. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm bringing an orange one for my uh, Green Bay Packer Favre fan to wear tomorrow. So yeah, that, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, take care of yourself. More important, take care of yourself. See you around. Can you stick on the ice and what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jake or Jim swinging at high pitches. There we go. We'll talk to you guys again on uh, Thursday night.